Hello there. Welcome to the Truth Produces Freedom podcast. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining. Um, I am honored uh, by anyone that wants to listen. I'm just, it's my heart and passion to share the truths of scripture that make us free. I have no agenda but but to see people free. I just want to see people set free. And that is my heart. And I am honored that you want to listen uh, and learn more about the freedom that you have. Um, so right now I'm broadcasting from Michigan City, Indiana, very close to Chicago, where I'm about to move very, very shortly. Very, very exciting. I'll probably mention that a little bit more as it comes closer and when I actually move. But um, yeah, so we've been in a new series this uh, of, of season two. Um, we've been in a new series uh, of untwisting scriptures, and we spent a good amount of time studying through all of Romans 6, 7, and like the first half of 8, just that whole progression, um, that cohesive writing, and breaking it down and untwisting the lies that people have told out of Romans 7. And um, now we've just been kind of doing follow-up work on that, um, still just some things to unpack. I didn't want to just go through the last relevant scripture in Romans 8 and then just stop. I wanted to do some follow-up things that continue to kind of solidify those things that we've learned and looked at. Um, and so we're going to do that for another episode or so, uh, and then we'll dig into the next uh, passage of scripture that we're going to unpack and untwist. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, this episode, uh, I would recommend listening to this season in order uh, as much as possible. You won't be completely lost in this episode if you are listening, but I do recommend there is it is progressive. Um, it is in or in a specific order for a purpose. Um, so that would be my recommendation. Anyway, let's uh, let's dig right in. We're going to dig into some more things about our freedom and about the absolute victory that we have the complete victory that we have through Jesus because of what he accomplished for us. So we can see through the gospel and what he's done, we see that sin has lost every ounce of its power. The only way that sin can have any power over us is in our deception, our lack of believing, and our lack of knowing truth. That's the only way. Sin has already been condemned and destroyed. Romans 8.37 says that we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. It doesn't just say that we are conquerors. It says that we are even far more than conquerors. That's powerful truth. That is some powerful truth. We are more than conquerors through Jesus and what he accomplished on our behalf. It said, it said we, it didn't say, it pointed us out directly. It said we pointed to the believer, to the one follow, the follower of Jesus. It said we, it didn't say God is great and we are not because we are weak and sinful. That's not what it said. It said we, we are more than conquerors. 
It declares our transformed, brand new, and victorious nature because of what Jesus did for us. We have an identity of being more than conquerors. The, the New Living Translation of that verse words it in, a, in another cool, very cool way. It says, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So he is the source, but we are the ones that are changed and are brought into that victory and into that new identity of being more than a conqueror. So it's not sufficient apart from him, but in him we are more than conquerors. Overwhelming victory is ours. This is this is no minor thing. This is this is no partial freedom. This is no partial newness of life. This is no dual nature life. The gospel is crystal clear. Jesus our Lord and all of his apostles and all the new covenant writers are crystal clear in their teaching about these things. We we are truly free and victorious. We are never tempted beyond our ability. Jesus also Jesus also makes a way for us to walk in victory and truth. He helps us when we are tempted because he was tempted in all ways, but he always took the way out. So he can help us because he knows. He knows the way. He knows how it's done. We can resist to the point of blood. We can resist sin to the point of blood like he himself first did for us. And and how he how he paved the way for us to be able to to also do likewise. That's what scripture says. We can avoid every kind of evil as Paul instructed his listeners. When we abide in Jesus, we live in complete freedom from sin, as Apostle John shares. These are all scriptures. I'm just reading through truths of scripture. You find all these things in the Bible. Jesus, Jesus destroyed sin, and he simultaneously destroyed the works of the devil and the workers of the devil that we once were. I'll say that one more time. Jesus destroyed sin, and he simultaneously destroyed the works of the devil and the workers of the devil that we once were. See First John 3 for that. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. He made us dead in regards to sin and alive toward God. Amazing what he's done. Okay, so 1 Peter, we're going to dig into a, a, a verse here. 1 Peter 4, verses 1 through 2. It says, Since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. Peter wants us to have the same mindset and attitude that Jesus had towards sin. He wants us to live in our nature and calling that is done with sin, is the way he put it. That sin thing is over. I am done with sin. It cannot steal my lunch anymore. We must arm ourselves with the attitude 
of being absolutely done and dead to sin. The Bible tells us to reckon ourselves and to see our own selves as dead to sin. Jesus told us to stop sinning. He told us to go and sin no more. John 5, John 8. We never have to sin. We never have to sin ever again. We are not bound to fail. Scripture teaches the opposite when we are born-again children of God and live in Christ. It teaches the opposite of those things. We never have to sin ever again and we are not bound to fail. Scripture does not teach that we have to sin, we're going to sin, we're guaranteed to sin, or that we're bound to fail. It doesn't teach that at all. Jesus appeared and came to earth to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. We see this in Hebrews 9 teaching about this. He gave himself to take away sin. He took sin away from us so that sin wouldn't be a part of us anymore. Sin is done. He killed sin. He destroyed it. It has no power anymore. And we, we can stay pure. We stay, this is how we stay pure. We stay pure by living according to His Word, which is the fruit produced by His Word in us. You can see, see Psalm 119.9 for this. It's really, really beautiful. So we, we stay pure by living according to His Word. And the fruit is produced in us by His Word. That's the source. Believing Him. What He has spoken the identity he has spoken, the truth he has spoken, and us believing him and aligning with that. And that identity expresses the, the fruit of righteousness, which is holiness. Let's look at another verse in, in uh, 1 Peter. 1 Peter 1, 14-16. It says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who calls you is holy, so, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Do you, do you notice how Peter refers to evil desires? He points out and refers to evil desires as being what we used to have. He said, do not conform to the evil desires you had, you used to have. He's in the past. He's referring to the past. Evil desires are of the past life of ignorance. They are not your new nature. They are not how you continue to live now or who God says you are. They are not our born-again nature. They are familiar spirits. And they are a lie of the past trying to grab your identity. They are not who you are now. They are of the old man that is now dead, like we've looked at in Romans 6. The man that died with Christ. The, the sinful nature was crucified. They are of the old man that is now dead. And the clothes that don't belong to you, they are the clothes that don't belong to you and that you are not to wear anymore. 
they are from when you lived in ignorance and, and you didn't know any better and you didn't know who you are. They're not your clothes to wear. They're not your identity. God called us to be holy in all that we do. That is our design. And that design can only be lived out by walking with an identity that is intact and that is built on the truth of what Jesus accomplished with His blood. An identity built on His words of solid rock. His solid rock words, as He talks about in Matthew. So we can only live that out by building our identity on the solid rock, on the words of Christ that He said we must build on. And we can only live, live that out by, by only defining ourselves by who God alone says that we are. We can be holy in all that we do because the Lord tells us to be so. He tells us to be holy in all we do. And He wouldn't tell us if we couldn't be. His divine power has given us all we will ever need to live a pure life of godliness. 2 Peter 1.3 teaches us that. We can be holy in all that we do and we can go and sin no more and live free from sin. That's what the Bible teaches. God, God always provides a way out and we are never tempted beyond what we can bear. This, this is all scripture. I didn't come up with this idea. This isn't my sermon I came up with. This is scripture. It's what it says. We never have to sin. We don't have to sin ever again. We are not bound to it. We can live pure and blameless through His blood. It's possible. It can be done. It can be walked in. It can be accomplished because of what He accomplished. It is attainable through what He attained. We have complete victory through what Jesus Christ has done on our behalf. This isn't like the Old Covenant and the laws that could not be obeyed. We don't have a new covenant of laws that we can't follow. But we have a new covenant which He made and purchased and redeemed us with His own blood. A covenant that comes with empowering grace and a covenant that transforms our very nature, causing us to be born again. But this birth, this new birth, is not like the first. This birth is not of Adam and his fallen nature. This birth, this birth is of Jesus and his resurrection nature. James, in the book of James, James 1, James calls this law and way of life the law of liberty. Liberty, the law of liberty, which, in, which is God's words. The law of liberty, which is God's words, in which when we see clear and see our new selves and our natural face in this mirror of glory, this mirror of glory, which is the Word of God. And we believe who we see in that mirror. And do not forget, we will truly walk in this reality of absolute liberty 
and resurrection identity. This law of liberty we now possess is now written on our hearts and is our new nature instead of being written on stone. It's just, just as the new covenant prophecy declares in Jeremiah 31, which we went over in the first season of the podcast. That's the new covenant. That is the laws and ways and truths of God are written on our hearts and is our new nature. It's not written on stone anymore. It's not a rule that we have to try to attain to. It's on our hearts. His law of liberty are words of life that truly set us free. They are words of empowering our calling and destiny. They are His authentic empowerment to go and sin no more. And His law of liberty is launching you into freedom and who He says you already are in Him. The new identity He has already given to you and spoken to you that you must believe. That is His reality and what He has made fully available in His new covenant sacrifice. We, we must believe Him. We have to believe Him. I am fully convinced that if we would believe with everything within us and 100% believe the scripture that tells us that we, when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I shared about my perspective on this in the first season, but I just want to reiterate it. I am fully convinced that it would change everything if we would believe this. If we would 100% believe that when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I am convinced it would change everything. It would change everything we are and everything we live if we would truly believe this reality. Think of how we would live if we fully embraced and believed in every part of our mindset and in our life that we are truly forgiven and fully cleansed of every sin we ever committed. Think, think of the unshakable strength in our identity we would walk out in life if we truly believe with our whole being that we are cleansed of all unrighteousness and no part of who we are is unrighteous or sinful anymore because we have been truly cleansed. Because of the sufficiency of the blood of Christ. That's, it's glorious. It is, oh, how glorious. This, this is a reality that we can have. It really is. God just wants people to humbly believe Him and embrace His grace and see and see what grace can do when it, when it can consume and fully empower that which wholly embraces it. Wow. Okay, Ephesians 4, 17-24 Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, 
in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. Just look at that victory and the 180 difference in our born-again life in Christ that Paul just spoke out. Acts of sin and of the flesh are always called the old self in the new covenant. Anytime you see these references of acts of sin and acts of the flesh, they are always referred to as the old self. They aren't the real you. We are called to put off the old self, the old self that was before Christ and that was of Adam. We are called to put that off. That is not our identity to wear. That was our former way of life. Paul, Paul just declared that. That was our former way of life. We must be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on our new self and our new identity, which is created in the likeness of God. And it is true righteousness and true holiness, is what he said. It is not pretend righteousness and pretend holiness like many, many people falsely teach about God's new covenant. They, they teach it as being pretend righteous, pretend holy. God just pretends you're righteous. You're not really. You're a sinner. You're disgusting. No, it's not what the Bible teaches at all. It is a total undermining of what Jesus did to teach that that pretend righteous junk. That is not the gospel at all. That is undermining what Jesus accomplished and saying that it was, it was inferior to what Adam did and what Adam did is superior to what Jesus did. It's not the gospel. God, God wants us to see ourselves as He sees us. He wants us to believe in the righteousness He paid for and the newness of life He paid for us to walk in. He wants us to view our, our, our own selves as dead to sin and line our thinking up with truth and not with our old man. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 1, 13-14 Such complete and absolute victory has been won and purchased by Jesus. Truth makes us free, and we are free indeed, and we are as free as we will ever be by His blood. We're as free as we will ever be, but we, we must just believe. We must fully believe Him, but we must believe that truth and fully embrace our new identity 
to see that freedom's full potential made manifest. That is a true reality about who we are. We are as free as we'll ever be, but we have to believe fully and embrace that to experience the full reality of that truth that is inside of us. His blood is enough. His blood is everything. It's not just enough. It is everything. Let's start walking and living the life in the spirit that now belongs to us. The law of liberty and the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Thanks be to God that through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we have been delivered. So that's, I think that's enough to, to pretty much wrap up um, the, our, our walk through of Romans 6 through 8 and just digging into, digging into some more truths about our freedom and victory. And uh, there may be a few things I say uh, in the next podcast, but we will start transitioning right into some new passages and scriptures that we're going to untwist. So thank you so much for joining. Uh, I, I love that you have a passion if you're listening to this, I believe it's because you have a passion for, for truth and to see freedom in your life and to break these lies. And you want to see the scripture untwisted. You want to see it for what it really says. And you want to see the truth that makes you free instead of the twisting that produces destruction. And so I thank you so much for, for listening. And I just pray that the Lord would empower you in these things and that you would embrace His grace, that you would believe him that you would believe the voice of God and what he says about you the identity that he has given you so thank you thank you again for for joining the show thanks again for joining this week's episode of the truth produces freedom podcast you can find me on facebook at jonah smith preachings and teachings you can comment uh send me a message if you, if you have any questions or if there's anything you want me to uh um talk about on the show. Um, and uh, I'm also on a WordPress blog uh, and I'm on YouTube as well. And those are going to be under uh, Truth Produces Freedom podcast. And you can get this podcast anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share with people just so more people um, can get the podcast and hear um, the truth that's going to make them free. I just want to see people set free and walking in their identities. identities. So thank you so much for uh, joining. And uh, may God bless you in Jesus' name.